A very happy Monday, July 12th to you, Kelly Collis. Happy National Simplicity Day. What the heck does that even mean? Uh, Yeah, it seems complicated. (laughs) Yes, it does. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We We love DC. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. Whew. That was a lot. Well, let's get started. We got a lot to get to today, including like life-saving sports news and billionaire space races and low expectations set and met as far as the entertainment industry goes. But Kelly, welcome back. You're on vacation for the last week. How you doing? I, it feels good to be back. I'm I'm doing great. And, and it was nice to kind of ease back into reality with a little space launch on a Sunday. That was really fun. Did you watch it live or were you traveling back or? No, no, we, we were already back. Are you kidding me? Like the whole we got out of bed where it was like Christmas morning in our household. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I honestly, I forgot about it until I saw on Twitter it was happening and I was like, oh, let's go watch this. <laughs> well, you know, we knew that um, as far as timing, I saw a tweet that someone said that because of the uh, soccer game, England versus uh, Italy soccer game, he wanted to make sure he was back on ground by the time that game began. Oh, Branson, right, because yes, right. he's British, right? <laughs> um, what a thing. I watched all the coverage, and it was so interesting because they were, like, having to stretch. And so I was flipping around through channels, and you could tell that the reporters were like, the spaceport also has a coffee bar. And they're like, let's go, Branson. We got things to do here. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I don't think they were going to delay it because he wanted to see the soccer mm-hmm. game. England lost, by the way. But the exciting thing was that, yes, Branson, of course, made it into space. And it was such a like cool thing to kind of watch unwind and see the whole thing kind of happen. And then, of course, the celebrations afterwards were really cool. Mm-hmm. It was the also the like pinnacle of like hashtag spawn con right because they had like the land rover and everything was virgin branded and they did the under armor suits and you know what richard branson king of branding he got all the sponsor messages and i appreciated that about <laughs> did, he, did he i, I totally. didn't see all the like that post coverage because we were literally watching it for like an hour mm-hmm uh, but it was exciting to see, too, that um, Bezos that morning put out an, on Instagram and on social media that he wishes Branson well, you know, because there's this whole billionaire race to space. But it's all good. Did I don't know where you fall on this. I don't know where I fall on this either. But the two camps of like, why are billionaires racing to space when they can be helping Earth? And then it's like, maybe the billionaires have to figure out where to go when we can't be on Earth anymore. <laughs> and there was that whole thing playing out yesterday, too, which I thought was really interesting. Um, I didn't follow that dialogue, but I did follow the dialogue of what is defined as, quote unquote, space. Oh, yeah. The the the, the heat in orbit crowd. I have no yes. time for those. people. Yes, it was something that there's an argument between 50 miles versus 62 miles. And they had um, some NASA expert on the TV station that we were watching. He's like, look, he's going to space. All right. There is a rocket that's detaching and he's going up and he's going to be floating and and he's going to space. You, you can't define that. Where did um, your family fall on that? Because your husband works in the aerospace industry. So he's like 
very, you know, he's our fact checker as far as all things space go. Um, he just, he thought it was just incredible. The innovation, the, the technology behind it, the, it, it was just like a special moment. Um, I don't think he was like in, in one camp or another. He just, you know, as, as a lover of space and innovation, I think that that was what was really exciting. I couldn't imagine being in that shuttle because it was very much still a test, well, not shuttle plane, but it was very much still a test flight. And they send the big plane up and then they detach the little space plane. And in that moment, when the space plane detaches from the other plane before the space plane's rockets kick in, that's got to be a pretty nervous moment. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, apparently they've been practicing a couple times and, you know, they kind of knew what they were doing. But yes, I, I just was hoping for the best. I'm totally. sure as a lot of other people. But I mean, imagine like this, the, the obviously they trained for it. They've calculated all the things and it, it went great and everyone was safe. Thank God, all the things. But like. We used to work on the second floor of a building, and when corporate would come, everyone would get nervous. Imagine blasting the CEO in five, five, 50 miles into the air and having that moment of drop and then reignition. They must have been a little nervous about that whole situation. <laughs> it seemed like everyone was over really controlled. Like, did you hear the, the announcer, the female announcer? She was doing sort of like the play-by-play. I have never been more jealous of an MC gig in my life. <laughs> she was like, but she wasn't like, so what I liked about it is that she was obviously knew what she was doing obviously knew all the things that were happening but she was pretty chill yeah like smiled when she talked told you how she's like here we go we're at right. 45 miles da, right. da, da, da. yeah and you're telling us like that's normal but this is happening and like just keeping everyone calm <laughs> yeah she was great i would love to know more about her and the two the two women that went up on the uh the, the shuttle the the, the, sh the shuttle um the plane with him they've got like eight thousand twitter followers as of yesterday so folks we need to follow those people yeah yeah just saying kelly you're i know you're pretty stingy with your follows so if you go ahead and <laughs> give them a follow i'm sure they'd appreciate it i think that they're doing okay yeah i'm sure they're doing great but sharisha um <laughs> bandia and beth moses go ahead and give them a follow I think when you go to space with Richard Branson, you're pretty much set for life. So That's true. I, guess that <laughs> I don't think I don't think the Twitter followers, but it was cool to see also uh, locally Kevin Plank, who of course is from the DC area and Under Armour founder of Under Armour, which is based mm -hmm. in Baltimore, uh, was there because the suits were Under Armour branded, and today uh, Under Armour is launching a whole promotional wear from sweatpants to sweatshirts to leggings to t-shirts that sort of have the virgin galactic uh, galactic logo on them did you say that they're already sold out are they really i don't know i'm i'm sure probably pretty close to if not completely but yeah um the it's interesting though because the they have like leggings and sweatshirts and pullovers but guys it's, it's july can we get some like astronaut t-shirts or a tank top? <laughs> astronaut shorts, perhaps? I think they're I think it's meant to be like if you were to go to space, this is what you're gonna wear. Right, but I don't have a couple hundred thousand dollars. I'm not going to space. <laughs> I'm gonna be sweating my ass off in DC. I'd love some shorts, please. <laughs> yeah, well maybe they're back ordered and by the time you get them it will be fall. But it's not it's not cheap. They're like I think the starting point is like seventy bucks or something. Yeah, there's like a hundred dollar or a sixty dollar t shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of the price of it, everyone, of course, is like, it's going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars, which of course it is because it's going to space. It's new. But um, they uh, announced, Branson was talking about this Omaze um, 
charity auction giveaway situation where you can basically buy virtual raffle tickets for like as low as five bucks. And they're going to give away two seats, like winner and a guest get to go on the uh, Virgin Galactic, one of the next launches. And it benefits this organization called Space for Humanity, which had you told me year and a half ago, there was an organization called Space for Humanity that was having a fundraiser. I'd be like, this is the most BS charity I've ever heard of in my life. I think this is the same one that did, um, that sold the wine. Yes. Yeah. So but, they've been raising, they've been doing the wine that was up in space. They sold mm -hmm. it for a couple hundred thousand dollars. But it's like a thing, like there's an organization that's getting together to get people of all ages and races and locations and socioeconomic backgrounds, et cetera, into space travel. So there you go. Look at that. A whole website for it. Um, I'm gonna, got a website. It's got to be true. I I'm I'm good. I'm not interested in going to space at all. Even if at someone all. knocked on my door and said we're going, we got I got you a free ticket. You're gonna go up. I, I I'm good. I I'm at, at the point where I'm gonna live and die and just be on this planet. It's it's all good. Really? Mm -hmm. I would have thought you would have been the adventurous one. No, 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 no. Huh? Not good. I would you. Um, oh, see, that's not, not, yet, not yet. Like I've said before, I want to go to the moon when there's a W resort and there's like a midweek special. That's okay, well, when I'm going to the moon. I think, I don't know if that's going to happen in your lifetime, Tommy. I don't think it is either, but ha if we get there, then I'm totally down. <laughs> okay. I don't know that I want to be like sitting with Lady Gaga and Tom Hanks on the first galactic <laughs> up there wing plane flight situation. Yeah. Because also, like, they're talking about, like, all these high-profile people who are going to be the first ones to do the Virgin Galactic situation. Makes me nervous. There's a lot of, like, high-profile, big-name people who are going to be the first to go up and do that situation. Well, there's there's always has to be a first. I mean, if exactly. Branson made it and made it back down, but I would be, like, literally have a diaper on. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I would the, be so the nervous. The video feed of him, right? The video feed of him was... It was first of all a little choppy. They couldn't have had a better video feed of oh, the guy please. in the space. Whatever. I know they're nine, they're fifty miles in the air. But the promotional video that's like Virgin Galactic will put you into space and then you're weightless and it flips around and the next thing you know, you're back on Earth enjoying espresso. The video of him, like you're still very much flying through space because he was like <laughs> and like his like <laughs> cheeks were like flapping in the back. Like it was <laughs> it was very much like a rocky ride. It wasn't exactly like a Virgin Atlantic flight to the to the West Coast. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. Because we're going to space. I, I think people who watched it, I kind of had this view of like, is it like Starship Enterprise? No, we're not quite there yet. So we're not. It's not not quite that that calm and, and soft. Well, we'll have to see. Bezos is up next in eight days. Yeah. So that's very cool. It's gonna be fun to watch it all happen. I wonder who's uh, sponsored the, his spacesuit. Oh, like is it Nike? <laughs> it's Under Armour, Nike. <laughs> I, I, I do wonder, like, truly how the folks in NASA feel about this. Are they like, this is great? Or they're like, oh, my God, it's sponsored. What's going on? <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I think NASA's pretty excited, I would guess, for the innovation that's happening. Because there's a yeah. lot of, it's not like Richard Branson that's, like, doodled the design for that uh, airplane, right? No, no. <laughs> I think he had somebody figure that out who knows yes. how to, like. That's yeah. That's super smart. So. I love that it. That probably worked at NASA. Mm -hmm. Well, back here on this planet, um, out of this world news, coming to the Rock Creek Tennis Center. 
Yeah, it's so exciting that City Open is coming back. Um, that's it's that's a Washington summer tradition, right? Totally. And so, uh, while tickets have been on sale for a while, they announced last week that uh, Rafael Nadal is coming to play in DC, and this is so incredible because obviously he's like a highly decorated and an amazing tennis player, but he has not um, done any tennis. He opted out of Wimbledon. He opted out of the Olympics. Um, and for him to come and make his first appearance since the French Open in June is going to be here in D.C. That so sounds awesome. I went to go get tickets. Oh. And if you want tickets, um, you're going to have to get creative because completely sold out, even like the bougie VIP tickets Wow, sold out. They on um, there's a wait list for not the single game tickets, but for like these packages where you get a couple games and mm -hmm. you know a whole VIP experience. Wow! Um, but he's going to be roaming the streets of DC at some point, right? In theory, right? Yeah, because he's up by by Silver Spring in the Rock Creek Tennis Center, so they'll probably put him up in a nice hotel somewhere in DC. Mm -hmm. So huh. that's super exciting, and I just love that that tradition is coming back to DC. So, um, for those of us non-tennis Americans, Rafael Nadal, good, He's, good deal, good guy. Uh, I mean, I've never met him. He's Spanish, um, and uh, I mean, he's one. I don't have all his, his stats, but like, this is a big deal for the City Open. Yeah. So you indicated that, and you're like, "This is awesome," and I'm like, "Great, let's let's do it. It's awesome." Yeah, I love it. I, I love when stuff like that happens. Like City Open always brings big talent and just big excitement, and it's. I love going because it's great for like people who don't necessarily fully understand tennis. Although it seems like this year, those people aren't going to get to go in because everyone's <laughs> buying the tickets to go see Rafael Nadal, which you know what? Good for you. Go, go enjoy it. <laughs> no one got to go to city open last year. So <laughs> that's true that, that we did. We had to take a year off. Mm -hmm. um, another thing that we're getting ready for. I can't believe the Olympics are 11 days away. I'm so just excited. so excited. And I, and I just like, it's hitting me today that I'm like, I cannot wait to see Katie Ledecky be Katie Ledecky and be in the water. And Oh, it's so exciting. And of course she's from Bethesda and there's another um, young lady from Bethesda that is also competing in swim in the Olympics. Uh, Phoebe Bacon. They both of them went to Stone Ridge school in Bethesda. Which That's I don't know. Wild. I, it's in the it, water there. It, it is I, exactly because now there's one more player. Well, he did not go to Stone Ridge because it's all girls, but he is from Bethesda and Montgomery County swim, and he is going to the Olympics. His name is Andrew Wilson, and he's competing in the 100 and 200 meter breaststroke races. So way to go, three Olympic swimmers from Bethesda, Maryland. That's wild. I wonder if you can like. You can even probably like drill it down to the zip code. For sure. For like, sure. From the 20852, where are they from? What's the, <laughs> what's the zip code there? Um, and just incredible. So we're, we're going to be cheering loud here. And I, and, and I feel like, Tommy, you, because I know you, your other side hustle with NBC, which is, of course, covering the Olympics, mm -hmm. we're going to hear more and more stories, especially like sort of the random smaller sports that aren't as celebrated that are from the DC area that oh, are totally. heading out to Tokyo. Absolutely. You know what I learned too about the Olympics? Um, you know the um, the Peruvian brothers' chicken. Yes. The 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 truck. And I'm not sure where this is going, but sure. <laughs> Giuseppe, who owns the Peruvian brothers, the former Olympian. Oh, jeez. He competed in 2012, and I was like, "What? <laughs> what did he? In what? I knew you were going to ask that, and as soon as I started saying it, I um. Did he compete as a Peruvian or as an American? American. Okay. Because they're obviously they're from Peru. 
You got to find him on Instagram. We actually, you were DMing about it a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, that's a good little fun fact to know. That's really cool. I think it was a water sport of some sort. Yeah, but it was for sure the Summer Olympics. Yeah, totally. Okay, well, that rules out the winter. So, okay. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I forget what it was. But he told me, I was like, wow, that is, that is wild. I'll find it. You know what? Okay. I will I will bring it back on a future show. I promise. Okay. So this is really cool. Um, the Nats, of course, uh, we're getting excited because the Home Run Derby starts tonight. All-Star Game tomorrow out in Denver, Colorado. I'm not going to talk about how the Nats are just stinking um, <laughs> right now. But there's you some really... Did. But there's some really, uh, I'm not going to drill down into it. I won't go into detail. <laughs> if you know, you know. It's one of those things. But yeah, tonight, I like KYK. <laughs> tonight at the Derby, Juan Soto is going to be doing his thing. It's That's going to be exciting to watch. I cannot wait to watch that. And then the All-Star Game, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner are, are all part of the game that's happening on Tuesday night. Kyle Schwarber is also part of the all-star team, although he is injured. But that is, um, I, bravo, Nats. You got four players that are part of the all-star team, which is really cool. Um, now, someone that's not part of the all-star team, but his actual father made some headlines. Joe Ross, he's the pitcher for the Nats. His dad was watching uh, the Nationals game out in San Francisco, the Giants series over the weekend, because his dad lives in San Francisco. And he's like, hey, I'm going to go see my son play a little baseball. Well, while his dad was in the stands, there was someone that was choking on a hot dog. And he realized that this woman was in distress. He ran over and gave her the Heimlich. After doing a little bit more research, his dad is also a doctor at Stanford so Hospital. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so it saved this woman's life because he, he saw that she was like unresponsive and couldn't talk. So he just gave her the Heimlich. The woman then like hawked out the hot dog and ended up staying <laughs> for the rest of the game. Now she was a Giants fan, but that, that's, that's <laughs> at okay. that point you don't ask your affiliation. <laughs> and then apparently this this guy he's got a, also a son, another son that plays professional baseball. But like he's been known for like saving people at baseball games. There's huh. another girl that came forward that said that this is the same doctor that saved her from like heat exhaustion once when she was at a game. I mean, this guy just it's a cool story. Yeah, totally. Totally. Wow. Yeah. And for him to recognize, like, it wasn't like someone was yelling, was there a doctor in a house? Like, he saw her and just like, oh. I guess you can't be a Giants fan anymore, right? <laughs> I I don't know how that works. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if a Nats dad saved your life, you gotta, you gotta become a Nats fan. Yeah. It's hard to switch teams like that, though. Well, it's hard to stop breathing, too, <laughs> That's lady. True. That's true. Huh. Choking on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Man, what luck, too, for her to have the doctor right nearby. Totally. Totally. I, I don't even know where to go from that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Also, as we're recording this on July 12th, July 12th Kelly, today is also National Two-Color Eye Day. Speaking of Max Scherzer. Mm, okay. Well, so in the All-Star game on Tuesday night, he's expected to potentially be the starting pitcher, which would be uh -huh. really cool. But it wouldn't be on this day. But, the, you know, I, I hear you. I'm surprised he's still playing because in the all-star games, right? Cause like sometimes you were the one who was like the biggest yeah. stars don't always play in the all-star games because yeah. they hate it. Blah, blah, blah. I think this year is just a little different Ah, got because it. everyone's just happy that the game is happening. Got it. And you know what? The MLB needs a little bit of love these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a tough year. Uh, not as tough as year has been for Fuddruckers. That's for sure. So Fuddruckers, 
maybe having a comeback. I guess you could call it a comeback. Uh, the Washington Business Journal reports that this guy, Nicholas Perkins, who is in the like fast casual, fast food contract restaurant business, um, splits his time between D.C. and uh, North Carolina. And he is he and his investment company are buying the Fuddruckers brand and they're trying to make it Fuddruckers happen again. When did Fuddruckers go away? I feel like it just like quietly exited. So it's still kind of there, but apparently, so Fuddruckers um, has like 90 restaurants still that are open across the country. Oh, really? Yeah, this is right. This is, I was like, whoa, I thought Fuddruckers was just like a mid-Atlantic thing. And then it went away and it was like, okay, bye Fuddruckers. But yeah, it, it's still like happening. Um, the Washington Business Journal says it's been losing truckloads of money every year. But he, <laughs> um, he and his investment group put this thing together um, with the company, the holding company that owned the Fuddruckers, like the brand of it, was in Houston. He bought it, bought the brand and the restaurants and is now trying to like get the process of like right sizing, which is never good. And then like getting it recalibrated and trying to grow the Fuddruckers brand again. They did have good burgers, but I, I do have to wonder if they're going to do the whole like burgers and also like offer like plant burgers. They kind of have to, right? Right. In this day and age. But um, so he says, of course, in his in his quote, he's like, the Fuddruckers had the best burgers in the world. And interestingly, which I'm not I'm not a burger burgerologist or a burger historian, but they're saying that Fuddruckers was like the beginning of the like gourmet burger trend, what? which like historically tracks yeah. as far as like the like the timeline and everything. I'm oh. Not sure they were the first ones to make a fancy burger, but they were definitely one of the original pioneers of fancy burgers. Oh my gosh! I now all I want is a burger. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, Perkins is also um, he's a Howard um, Business alum, and he's an adjunct professor there. And uh, his company also runs like the the food service at like University of DC and like the Howard County Courthouse, like among a bunch of other places. Oh, cool. But he's also, um, the first uh, black man to own 100% of a national burger company. And he was, and he says in the article, the article is really cool from the Business Journal. He's like, when I, when I heard that, I was like, huh, well, that's kind of crazy. But there he is. There he goes. That's, that's very cool. Welcome mm. back, Fuddruckers. Way to go, Fuddruckers. Yay. But I'm totally down for a burger. I hear you, Kelly. <laughs> Mustard, pickles, mm -hmm. little mm -hmm. cheese. Yeah. Yep. Hey, while you were gone on vacation, they took the Capitol fence down. I heard. That's I think exciting. they were waiting for you to leave town. They're like, she's gone. We can take no. the fence down now. Let's go. <laughs> no, that's amazing. That's great to hear that DC is opening back up. It has just been this like, oh, I live, you know, a quarter mile from the Capitol. And it's been incredible to see like just the foot traffic of people going around there. And all the like news stations were like, let's talk to the people as they go to the grounds. And it was just so fun to hear people be like, I'd love to come back here. Like, I want to make it happen. I'm really excited. Um, this Twitter account, eat underscore DC, is trying to arrange a community picnic for Saturday um, for people. They want people to just like bring their picnic gear and just kind of like camp out. On the, I'm not really sure if that's still out, <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, I guess it might be. I, I don't know. You gather peacefully. It should be OK. Yeah, totally. I, I never really thought about bringing like snacks to hang out. I usually like go for a run around there and I like gawk at the tourists. But now maybe you could have a little picnic basket out there. I love it. I yeah. love it. I, I have a friend that just booked a trip to come to DC at the end of July and awesome um, with the kids and doing all the tourist things. So it's, that's just great for our city. I don't know about you, but I have such a like excitement to do all the things now. Cause right when, like before the pandemic, it was like, Oh, the museums, like we'll do those, whatever, like the Washington monument. 
you kind of get in this rut of like living here, but not doing the things. And now like I had never gone to Lafayette park before. And then they closed Lafayette park. And I was like, all I want to do is go to Lafayette <laughs> park. <laughs> I want to go see the Rochambeau statue. Damn it. <laughs> and now like, I love that, you know, I, I took a lot of advantage of the Capitol grounds before um, it was sealed off after the armed insurrection. But I, now that it's back open, I'm like, yay, this is great. I'm excited to like, go do it again. Yeah, that's good stuff. I love this city. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that things like that are happening. And also, we talked about the beginning of the year. Low expectations, right? We started the year with low expectations, so therefore you won't be disappointed. And one of my only expectations was that Black Widow would come out. The Marvel movie starring Scarlett Johansson that had been kind of postponed a couple times over the last year. And I watched it at my house on Disney+. Plus. It was, I loved it. It was amazing. Did you see it? I, I did not. My my son, who is 17, saw it twice. In oh, a perfect. In a movie theater, though. He went to both times in the movie theater. Nice. Yeah. What, what was his review? I, really? He's 17. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to see it again. <laughs> well, there you go. That's basically what I thought of it. So too. I think yours might be a little bit more detailed. I thought it was... Awesome. And I'm not giving any spoilers away or anything because I think we're still in the period of like people need a window oh, to go see it. Are there like hidden messages and then the next one and all the things? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then, of course, there's like the end scene credits, which I like Marvel as, as someone who grew up like an X-Men fan, which X-Men was always like the black sheep of like the Marvel family as far as the movies go, because they were not owned by whatever. It's neither here nor there. I'm such a Marvel fan of like watching all of these Marvel movies now and i love how disney plus has like not an ad but it could be has made you care about such insignificant characters in the larger universe like we watched eight hours about damn wanda <laughs> because <laughs> wandavision which is something that no one would have ever done in a prior world and now like the loki show is so popular oh I yeah part of the loki show yeah like you, we would have five years ago. You would never have spent eight hours to watch a thing about Loki. Not something we would have done. Yeah. And now well, here we are. Disney knows how to create content. That's for they sure. Are, seriously, they are not. <laughs> they are not messing around. They're, um, they've been at this for a while. So Scarlett Johansson, does she just nail it? It's awesome. Yeah, she yeah. does a great job. The movie's fantastic. It's set in between um, the second, the Captain America, the Civil War um, movie, and then um, Avengers Endgame. Because if you saw Endgame, you would understand why this has to happen with Black Widow before the Endgame movie. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Because I have yeah. not seen Endgame. I don't think so. Anyways, really? Yeah. I saw the... the what was the first one? The Infinity War? Yes. Yeah. Infinity War, yeah. yeah Infinity. And it's then Infinity. Endgame happened. Endgame is kind of like the we are the world of superheroes. Like everyone that's ever been a superhero is like involved. <laughs> we are the world that's i like that Tommy. It, it, it truly is like everyone got, has a role totally you got captain marvel you got ant-man you got black panther you got thor you got like everyone who's ever been a, a superhero ever like gwen Paltrow shows up for a minute like it's got everything it's got everyone <laughs> from the marvel universe has ever been in it they are the world and they come together and well they beat thanos i don't want to ruin that for you but Oh, maybe you I did to, see that. I don't you know. You have to assume okay. they did. It was the guy who did the like the clicking thing, the big, yeah. big purple guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of explosions. Yeah. A lot of goo. See, so, yeah, you probably saw it. 
Well, that's good stuff. I, I think it's just cool that my my son was able to go to a movie theater again. Totally, totally. And it had a lot of like, it was like strong women themes to it too. And the fight scenes were awesome. Like it was, it was, you know how there's like all that always talk of like, oh, there's a female lead for a superhero movie. Like, bleh, it's not going to be that good. She is kick ass in this movie. She's like in it. She's just, she, she absolutely like, leads the movie and it's action-packed and it's awesome so tommy you said for 2021 your hope and dreams were to see black widow now that is checked off in the middle of the year i think you got to set another one for 2021 no i'm good i'm just playing on house money <laughs> at this point okay okay low expectations okay. high reward you don't want to throw in maybe like a live concert or yeah you know. i'd love to go see a live concert okay but if you don't you'll be fine but if I don't, i'm fine i listen <laughs> Promises made, promises kept. I'm good. From now on, whatever happens, it's like, yay, this is great. Everything's a surprise. That's okay. that's how you need to go about it these days. Okay. I think it's I'm yet to be disappointed. So <laughs> there we go. Oh my. What this past year, what it has done to all of us. <laughs> oh, I got a lofty goal too. Would you go ahead and subscribe to our podcast? Anywhere you get your podcast, just search Tommy and Kelly. That would be great. Low expectation. You don't have to give it a five star. If you do, hey, that'd be great. But I just want you to subscribe. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> Low expectation. Pleasantly surprised. That's fair enough. We'll see you next time.